Welcome back to yet another episode of That's Business. This week is especially fun because we have the whole resume rescue team here. And by popular belief, this was actually not my idea. It was Destiny's idea to do this. So I'm really excited. I did not force my employees to do this. They agreed to it. So we're really excited. But Destiny and Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. I think it was actually Allison's idea, but I just ignored it. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. I'm a loser. I'm sorry. So I want to start because I get asked all the time, like, what do you guys both do for a living? What is a day like working for me, working for the business, what we do? So Destiny, we'll start with you since you were my very first employee. But tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us what a day in your life looks like now. I went to Oakland University for communications. And then once I graduated, it was sort of a loss. What am I going to do? Right. What's out there? Need my first grown-up job. (laughs) So I started, you know, a startup, of course, like most graduates do. Mm -hmm. Really doing a lot of admin work. Uh, I liked the work. Didn't so much love the startup culture, I guess, as much. The vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, at one point their motto was work fast and break things. Like just no, yeah, real process organization. It was just very much do all the things. So I was like, let's, you know, branch out and see what else is out there. So after uh, another failed attempt at finding something new, I ended up uh, thinking, you know what? Let me get my resume looked at. You know, what something I'm doing wrong with my resume. I'm finally ready to hire a professional. Instead of spending hours myself trying to work on it and make it something good, I need to hire somebody. Went on LinkedIn, use ProFinder. And when you use ProFinder, you get about five resume writers that are just shooting their shot. They're letting you know, this is who I am. This is what I provide. What do you think? So actually, there was one person who stuck out to me the most. Um, It helped that she was a woman-owned business. She was just very real in her proposal. It was just all the things I was looking for. And it wasn't very salesy. It wasn't pushy. It was great. Lo and behold, this person that I picked to write my resume was Angela. And our consultation, we just hit it off. You know, we just, it was very comfortable, very easy conversation. And then towards the end, she's like, this is, might sound weird, but I'm actually hiring for an admin position. Your resume looks great. Would you be interested? And the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> well, and it was so funny because asking you, like, why are you looking? Like, looking for red flags. You're like, oh, I just this. It's super nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm stealing her. I'm not doing her resume. She's going to work for me. But <laughs> yeah, and you never did. You never did my resume, actually. <laughs> what a good win. <laughs> and then just kind of going off of that, what kind of got you to that point of like actually reaching out to a resume? Because as we, us three know, like a lot of people, it takes a certain point to be like, oh, I don't know this. Like, I'll just finally reach out. What, was it just like frustration, too many opinions? Like, what was that for you? It was frustration knowing I've already spent hours on this resume. Yep. It's the worst. I hated my life working my resume. <laughs> I hated it. But I really wanted it to be good. And I did research and I did all this and it just still never seemed great. And I think what really put the nail in the coffin was my last job I had. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those situations where I'm excited, I get the job, and I get there and I'm like, wow, this is not what I thought I signed up for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am pretty much making sales calls or just phone calls all day long. It is not what I thought I was getting into. There was a miscommunication somewhere, whether one that was on my resume, Mm -hmm. 
to somewhere in the interview. I don't know, but I just figured, okay, I'm not going to do this again and waste my time, the company's time. For sure. Let's figure this out. I love your story, of course. And Allison, tell us more about your background and how you came in our touch with us. Uh, Destiny. So (laughs) as with Destiny, I graduated Oakland University with a degree in communication. So as I'm sure you guys know, that's a super broad degree. Mm-hmm. And throughout college, I was always nervous. Like, what am I going to do? I can't, you know, I'm not pinpointing something. It felt like everybody around me knew exactly what, I guess, niche they wanted to get into. And I didn't. Right. So out of college, as with Destiny, I was trying to find my first like real adult job. And I worked in marketing and sales for a nonprofit. After that, I did event coordinating and those were fun and dandy and all, but a lot of it was just like Dustin said, a lot of sales calls, right? Especially in like the marketing and sales positions I've had, just a lot of sales calls. Um, And then the event coordinating job, that was cool. That was, you know, fun. Mm -hmm. But as anybody in any event jobs will tell you, the schedule is really crazy. So it took a long time. It took, uh, honestly, like an acquisition to a different company for me to have just kind of a constant schedule. So oh, okay. after that, I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, as I've told you guys before, like, I didn't even know a resume writer was a job. So I found Destiny on Facebook. I was just scrolling through. I was at my boyfriend's house one night scrolling through Facebook, and I saw the resume rescues hiring a resume writer and I reached out and said, is it full-time or part-time? Because it really just didn't seem like a real thing. And uh, it fake. Ended up being real. Thank God. And ended up working out. So here I am. And going off of that, Allison, I mean, of course, it's like, it doesn't sound like it's a real job, of course. But what made you kind of decide to apply? Because like we talk about, a lot of people are like, well, I don't meet 100% of the qualifications. Mm-hmm. Not that you needed resume writing experience, but what made you actually shoot your shot and apply there? So in my past jobs, I never really had any chance to be creative. I remember specifically at the nonprofit I was at, I had a talk with one of my bosses when I was looking to move to a different role. And I said, I can't be creative in the role I'm in. She was like, why don't you help me with what I'm doing? So she at least gave me that. Right. But very soon after that, we closed for COVID, right? Sure. So. In my other job, I just noticed the schedule was also just asinine. And it was the same at the nonprofit. And like, I understand that's sometimes the environment you get into, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're working in a grocery store, sometimes you got to know that like you might have to work weekends and holidays or right. if you work in a factory line, you might have to work nights, right? Some people know they get into that, but I've always been the type of person who, as cliche as it sounds, like you live your life to live your life. And you can't work your whole life. And if it's mm-hmm. not, it's not good for you. Right. And it's not good for your mental health. I mean, it's important for sure. But I just knew I needed some time for me also. And that was something that I wasn't going to budge on when it came to looking for a new job. That was going to be my first thing. And I just kind of had enough because I was missing so many important things in my life. So many like events, so many birthday parties, um, yeah. time with my family, just I couldn't do that. I know some people can, but I am not one of those. Exactly. And that's a perfect transition because we get asked all the time. I mean, Allison, you just talked about your friend you were talking to the other day about this. But what we offer, we have an environment that you guys have flex time. You have unlimited PTO. And how we came to this was Destiny just got married in January in Mexico. Beautiful wedding. We had a blast. (laughs) But 
kept asking me like, well, how much PTO do I have for this year going forward? And I'm like, I honestly don't care. Like you're ideally getting married once, like you're going to Mexico. I don't care. So as a business owner, I'm like, because I think I offered you, I think what, two or three weeks, I think two weeks destiny for your first year you started. And then coming into the second year, I'm like, I just, I don't care. Like take the days. Cause like you said, Allison, I, I miss so many events. I worked nights. I'd had food poisoning, still expected to take calls and just like, like you said, asinine things, but yeah. How does it work with the unlimited PTO and the flex time that people always argue with it, that it's like a, no, you're not taking it. We're just going to say it does. So Destiny, we'll start with you. How does that kind of came to, especially around your wedding time? It was amazing. I mean, Unlimited PTO can work if you're not an asshole mm-hmm. and you're not working for a bunch of assholes. Right, for sure. And it's a great system. Unlimited PTO doesn't mean I'm taking a month off right next week because I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very much a respect thing. So I told Angela, hey, in a couple of weeks or even next week, can I take the day to go to this appointment? Right hey, I just need some things I need to wrap up real quick. Can I actually use flex time and take a half a day on this day to go to this appointment? Something. And it's just that open communication and that trust we have for each other. And that's the way you've always described it to us too. As long as our work is done, right? as long as there's no loose ends, Mm -hmm. go for it. I mean, there shouldn't be any other logic or argument against that. Like I said, as long as we have our trust, the work is done we can do what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Allison, not to name names, but I love the conversation with your friend you were talking about. You don't have to name where she works or anything, but I would love if you could share the conversation because you made me laugh how how she came to you. Okay. So my friend just started with a new job. Her background before that was she was uh, in like veterinary work. So her schedule was always pretty crazy, but going into this job, She's like, I can do this. Like, I got this. No problem. I've worked crazy schedules before, which obviously she has. Right. So she got into this role and said to me one day we were talking about, I don't know, I think I had the pa- in the past three weeks, like four appointments, right? And she's like, oh, how do you have time to do all your appointments? I was like, oh, my boss just doesn't mind. Like, I just get my work done. And she was like, I just don't really understand how that works. <laughs> and I said, Okay, well, I think my boss isn't like an ass. So I just say, hey, I have a chiropractor appointment or hey, I have a dentist appointment and I just uh, go and don't feel pressured, (laughs) right? To like rush back. You know, it's funny when my mom goes places, she's like Russian. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go grab a coffee while I'm out too. (laughs) Then you just get your work done. Like Destiny said, it's just a respect thing. Right. I mean, people don't have that in a lot of environments, obviously. So it's a nice change. A welcome to change. Well, and it's not like it's willy nilly, like, yes, things happen or, you know, I think you both had just like emergency situations or something that you had to like, you call me in the morning, say like, hey, look, I will start later, but this is what's going on. Great. No big deal. And mm-hmm. with all these CRMs or these other implementations, like if I wanted to watch you, I could. So when people like you need to come into the office and you need to do this and you need to work this like, right. No, I can check. I can see who's online. Right. I can see when each other's online. Right. Like if I'm not at my desktop, I have it on my phone, on my iPad, like laptop, whatever. But it's just so stupid. And even more so how these companies will just say like, my favorite was giving a hard time for your entitled PTO. That was my favorite. I don't know if you both had that, but I had that at some jobs. Yeah. And it's just like, you earned your PTO. You need to use it 
or one of the best arguments we get, we've gotten this on TikTok a few times. Well, that's just a cheap way for you to save money as a business owner. If an employee quits your job, they're not going to get a payout. That's a lot. That's lost revenue for them or salary, I should say. But well, ideally, I don't want you guys to ever quit me. So that's where that goes into play. It's like you don't get an award for not taking your PTO. You're just like miserable and burnt out and your mental health probably sucks. And that's why you quit. Right. Because you're so exhausted. That's one of the reasons you quit. And it's still not guaranteed. There's so much red tape, I'm sure, and to how that payout goes. Mm-hmm. When you started working, how many hours? Why would you want to deal with it? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just, it's just the easiest way. And there are some companies out there that truly it's the like, oh, well, yeah, it's unlimited PTO, but you can't. I mean, I think you both took an average of like two, three weeks last year, if I counted, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't bad. And like you're both off in June. So like, yeah, does that suck? Of course. But weddings and bachelorette parties are reasonable sources. And you both came to me in what? April. Allison, of course, is ahead of schedule with us. I'm crazy. Last January. <laughs> but especially like that we all have each other's back. And if one is out, I mean, of course, I can handle everything because I did it for a year without anyone, which is chaos. But um, really kind of going through there. Okay, into the next question. You both transitioned industries. We'll start with Allison there. So you gave us your background. What was it like kind of like transitioning industries, being the resume writer on staff? Mm -hmm. Obviously got some training and everything, but like what were the first few months now? And now that you've been with us, what, a year and a half, almost a year and a half, but what was that like for you? Um, Interesting. (laughs) It was fun because... You know, with my background being in marketing, anytime we had a client or a resume in marketing or sales, I'm like, I got it, mm-hmm. right? I'm here. <laughs> I can do this. But then when we get the various other industries that we have, mm-hmm. I don't want to say overwhelming because it's not overwhelming anymore, but I think at first it was overwhelming. For sure. And it's so different. So doing a job like this, we're in professional services, as we say. And I think with anybody changing industries, it's a change, but that kind of comes with it if you know that's what you're getting into. So I think with my background, you know, at school, I did a lot of writing. My minor was journalism. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be so good at this. I ha- I was humbled very quickly. <laughs> you're amazing at it. Give yourself some credit. He kills it. I'm doing it now. But like when I, when I look back, it's funny. I even told you guys yesterday, like some of the resumes I wrote even a year ago, I'm like, what is this? You know? <laughs> Um, I do that too. Don't worry with myself, not with you, with myself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it took time. And even, you know, a few hours ago, me and Angela just met to go over some stuff in like shorthand writing. Right. So it's revisiting things that I've done years ago. Right. And, um, it's a lot more streamlined now, (laughs) but, um, now that I've had so much exposure to it as with any job, I think I've I've definitely gotten better at knowing certain things that I would have never known if I'd stayed in marketing and sales, you know? So I feel like even in my future, I'll be so multifaceted because I'll know so many things. Just like Angela, you know a million things and Destiny, you know a million things. Um, I think it's super beneficial for the future too. For sure. And Destiny, I mean, especially that you are, you do our marketing, you're our IT department, you do our implementations. <laughs> You do a lot and you both do a lot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that kind of 
environment for you? Because I remember when you and I first talked, you're like, I'm sick of the monotony. I'm sick of, and maybe you got a little more than you bargained for working. (laughs) What was that transition like? And especially being my first employee, I mean, you definitely have a very unique perspective of working for a small company with just like you and the owner here. Yeah. What helped is you made the expectations very clear which again, wasn't what I was used to in my last, you know, two or three positions. Mm -hmm. You said up front, it's going to be chaotic. You're my first employee. (laughs) I'm still learning. We're going to be going with the flow for a while. And so I knew that going into it. Mm -hmm. So that helped. And I knew going into it, we're going to have growing pains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of just readjusting. A lot of let's try this. That didn't work out. Let's try something else. Mm -hmm. What made it different from, you know, where I worked before is there was so much communication between us. It wasn't like you threw something at me and then just left me alone with it to drown. It was very much like, let's talk this through. What can we do to fix this or make something better? Or what are other options? Right. So I think, again, just with any job, you know, as hard as it can be, as much as, you know, things are thrown at you, it helps to have a great environment, a great culture, and just open communication. It just makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing was with hiring, and I mean, as anyone listening to this, I believe should know at this point, like I was a former recruiter, I've hired thousands of people, but you hire on personality too, where I vibed with both of you like the very first time we ever talked. And I was like, wow, I love, like I said the same thing individually, like when I went to hire both of you. Like, yeah, with Destiny, I remember the oh shit moment. I'm like, I have to do a training plan. Like, oh my God, everything that was given to me in corporate, like I have to do myself now. Like, yeah, what am I going to do? What if I can't pay the bills? Like every business owner goes through this of like, yeah, I was working 15 hours a day and miserable and, you know, a few mental breakdowns, sprinkling, pandemic happened, you know, just craziness, right? (laughs) I went through that. And that's where, especially in any of these groups I'm in, anyone I've Man, I'm like, how have you been like a solopreneur for so long, which is great if that works for you. But as I added you to the staff, Destiny, like, okay, half my workload was in half. And then we got busier and we hired Allison. I can't math what six months later, five months later. And now we're again hiring someone else. And it's like shortening the amount of time because you're hiring people. And like, yes, it's scary. And every time someone new comes on staff from the back end, it's like, oh my gosh, the team's getting bigger. This is exciting, but it's also terrifying, but awesome to see grow. And also too, I mean, that we have not had perfect days and it's not like, yes, we're sunshine and rainbows like today talking about this, but I know you both get annoyed with me and we're not, you know, we're all, but like it's open communication or it's always like, hey, like, yes, you made a mistake, but let's talk through it. I've never, you screwed this up and this happened. Like, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I would go home and cry over my boss screaming at me or the bathroom, love the bathroom at work, but oh, yeah. and it was just like, what's the point? And then you just like go home and you lose sleep over it. And it's just like crazy. Or I think Allison, you and I talked about this of like, you're done like 8.30 to 5.30. Like, that's crazy. How do you do that? Like your boss doesn't call you. And I'm like, no, the shit can wait in the morning. Like if there's a fire, I will put it out. And I have after hours. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're both great, but I don't need you to do that. I mean, Destiny, you definitely helped before, after <laughs> when shit did hit the band for me. But that's the thing, because you don't ask for it normally. 
it makes me want to do it. Like it's okay. I don't have resentment for you. I am not like angsty or upset about it. I like, she never asks me to do something after hours. So if she's Mm -hmm. truly asking me, it it should be done. It needs to be done and it's not a big deal. Right, right. So that helps a lot too. And again, back to communication of like, my boyfriend and I moved last, almost a year ago now, and we were having Wi-Fi issues in the middle of a move. Like everything went wrong that week. And I think I was complaining to Destiny about her. She knew like I was running around Royal Oak trying to find Wi-Fi because like I couldn't get I couldn't get anything. It was just like lots of tears were shut that week. But <laughs> you had hopped on and helped me out. And that was like I'll forever be grateful. And Allison's helped. You've helped after hours, especially with like resumes or behind and things like that. Because we're a small business. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it changes. It's not perfect. And it's you have to roll with the punches. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. We love our preachiness, but it's great. Okay, (laughs) awesome. Now, I want to transition to kind of talk about kind of some common issues and questions we get asked. So, Allison, we'll obviously talk more about resumes here, but is the biggest problem you see either with like resumes or people's confidence to get a new job? I think the biggest thing is format is is one. We've seen a lot of fun formats, (laughs) but more than that, I think it's A lot of people still have the notion that their resume has to only be one page. Or if they have 25 years of experience, they're still trying to cram everything together. And, you know, not to say your resume has to be 29 pages, but it can be over one page, right? And I think it's also important to make sure you're keeping track of like your accomplishments and the big things you're doing as you're doing them in a job. And people don't really do that. So, By the time you go to apply for another job, you're not remembering that you helped the company make a million dollars two, three years ago, right? Right. So I think that people honestly don't think about it. It's honestly something I wouldn't have thought about Mm -hmm. prior to working here. So that's a big one. And then, you know, pictures on the resume, which thankfully we have not seen much of lately. Now you're going to jinx it next week. It's all going to be pictures. I know. I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's why we changed it, right? Yes, exactly. So I think it's that and then just not including all of their information because it's, yeah, I like to know that you answer phone calls and help clients, but I also want to know what you've done to improve the company or streamline your operations or the achievements that you've had because those are all super important things too. And then Destiny, what do you think kind of transitioning... Because we always make fun of like people don't read things. They never read like... (laughs) From your perspective of especially you being like the back end and operations and everything, where do you feel maybe people may be going wrong with looking for a job? Is it follow ups with like interviewers or what are like some of the basic questions we get all the time? I think one of the big questions we get a lot is how do I customize my resume to match the job description Mm -hmm. or what should I be doing to kind of um, alter my resume to the job? I think everybody has like the notion that they have to change every single thing on their resume Mm -hmm. per job, right? which isn't true. You should definitely change it, but you don't have to completely do a new resume. So just focusing, you know, let's say I'm applying for a new job. I don't know, another writing job. No, you're never leaving me. No. (laughs) Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying. Come on. (laughs) I would want to highlight my writing experience and it's, Highlighting whatever experience you have that aligns with that job you're looking for. Um, 
changing keywords so that they align with the job posting. That's super important. Yep. And I tell everybody, I know you guys do too. And then just changing your overview also just to say, hi, I am this sort of professional. This is my background. This is what I can bring to your specific job. Right. Perfect. What a lot of people do, especially, and I did want to cover this and I think the ADD kicked in, of course, but all of this is so simple. Like it's, I don't want to say it's like so simple because like writing a resume is a vulnerable process. I mean, entrusting a whole company to do this for you. And we talk about this all the time, but every single call, if I do 10 calls, eight or nine of them will say, I just don't know where to start. And this is embarrassing to say it's embarrassing. Well, were you guys taught this at OU? I wasn't at Penn State. I mean, hardly. No, it's like, you know, no shame or shade to those career centers because some are good for sure. But it's come to us. We'll send you the same template we've used for the last 20 years. And that's it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Allison and I, you and I can do this, but we can look at a resume and know like, oh, that's a LinkedIn format. That's a Microsoft Word. That's an Etsy Word. That's a one from a college career center. So Uh I think I just did a LinkedIn post on this. It's like you hire a builder to build your house. You hire a plumber to fix your plumbing. Like you hire a resume writer to fix your resume. So, Mm -hmm. and just our unfiltered, like honesty with things where if we think it's a career transition is a bad idea, like we're going to freaking tell you that we're not sunshines and rainbows. Like, I think we're funny and fun. Go look at our TikTok, right? But (laughs) it's just like, put yourself out there. I mean... Like I talk about too, like this was my side business before it's a full-time job and I have employees and I just think about that all the time. I'm like, holy shit. Or Destiny, especially like you starting with me those last few months. I'm like, the stories I'm sure you could tell, but you know, (laughs) it's not fun. So how is it? And I want to know from your perspective, yes, I come in. I am not the most organized person. I definitely am one of those that I have all these 5,000 ideas. I'm better about it now, but you are. (laughs) Thank you. What's it like working kind of with me of like, we're changing CRMs right now, or every week is sometimes something different. Mm-hmm. I know I give you anxiety outside of that, but what's it like working in like an ever-changing environment? Destiny, we'll start with you. Um, I think we've said this a million times is just communication has been key. I think I was even talking to my husband about this and how I think you presented an idea. Mm-hmm. And whether it be about, I can't even remember, CRM or TikTok or just a, a business idea. And I was honest and I thought, you know, Angela, I don't think that's the best idea mm-hmm. because of X, Y, Z. I can't remember the Zach situation. Right. And his response was like, that's so great that you can be so open and honest with her. Oh, we love Max. Yeah, that is such a advantage that you're able to do that because not a lot of people can. I've been in jobs where, you know, one, if I did present, I just something I didn't agree with, right. I thought was a bad idea. I was either shut down or just looked at like my opinion didn't matter. Right. Or I just didn't do it because I was insecure or I was scared or, you know, I just didn't think it was worth my time. Yeah. So it's such a great feeling to not have that anymore. And so that is key for these yeah, ever-changing environments, ever kind of these projects kind of coming up. Right. The fact that I can go to you and express my real opinion and you actually take my opinion too. Mm-hmm. You don't look at me like I'm below you or I'm just your, no. your peasant or something. Peasants, get out. <laughs> no. We're a team. And that's, that's huge. What do you think, Allison? 
Um, honestly, same thing. And it comes with the territory of a small business, right? You're going to have to go through changes a lot. And I'm down for it. I'm here for it. But like Destiny said, you're so open when either of us say anything having to do with it. And I think what's awesome too is, you know, me and Destiny, we don't have like business owner experience. We're looking at things from like a customer perspective. Like what would we do if we were looking to write a resume? And then Angela, you of course bring in the business owner perspective on it. Right. So there have been things that I bring up where I'm like, I don't really know if that's a good idea. And you're like, okay, but let's look at it from this standpoint of how we can bring in more clients or, you know, generate more revenue or help more people or something like that. And it's stuff that I wouldn't have thought of. Right. So it's just having communication too is so important. And I have had situations, as has Destiny, like she just said, where, you know, I bring up a concern or a problem to senior leadership and they look at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, it's demeaning. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to grow? Like these right. companies preach about wanting to help you grow, but they don't help you grow. They don't. We're a family. Yeah. And it's so nice because I even... You know, like I said earlier, me and Angela were on a call to go over some shorthand stuff. And like, she's consistently trying to make me better. She's consistently trying to make Destiny better. And then with that, I think all of us kind of feed off of that too. So comes with the territory, but it's very helpful. Yeah. And I had, this was interesting. And I don't even know if I told either of you this, but I had a, I think it was a networking call or a client call or something. I think it was like a few weeks ago. And she's a small business owner too. And she was just like, I'm just afraid they're going to leave me. Like, I'm just afraid my employees are going to leave me. And I'm like, yeah, that is a very real fear. Like, I have thought that before. And it is, I'm like, God, if they leave me, like the resumes are going to look great. They know exactly what to do. Like, <laughs> you could, absolutely. Like, is that a valid fear? Absolutely. But that's where that fear definitely was like more prevalent early on. And now it's like, okay, well, let's do like a team outing okay, you have an idea, let's implement it or let's try it for a month or whatever. But for business owners that have that fear, like, oh, my employees are going to leave me, like, okay, pay them well. You both have gotten raises multiple times. You will continue to. And that's where like, yeah, we're not doing millions in revenue yet. Can't wait for that day. And hopefully it's in the near future. But how our pay structure is, is that's like, I'm favoring paying you guys before I take a big paycheck. Like it's, you, I want you to stay with me. I want you to grow with me. Like anything I can pay for to make your jobs easier. And that's where so many business owners are just so cheap mm -hmm. or just so like, well, we've done it this way and we're not going to change it. I loved Destiny, your voice when you exactly. do that. I can't do it quite as good as you. <laughs> me too. My mocking voice. Yes, it's my favorite. But it's something to bring up because I've had people that are very stuck in their ways. I've met plenty. They're like, well, they could leave you and they give out free advice. It's like, yeah, I want them to sh share with their loved ones when they're being stupid and not looking for a job. Like, mm -hmm. yes, we want that to happen. And being a business owner kind of changes your perspective on a lot of just, I try to institute like everything I hated about corporate. My, like you said, my voice wasn't heard. None of my ideas were implemented. You two both do a freaking phenomenal job of just like, you know, you both text me on vacations or over the weekend, like I try to lay off in anything, but like, hey, my cousin needs help or hey, like this came up, like, do you think this is a good idea? Or what service should, do you think we should do this? Like, and I love that, that I'm not like, you better find a business and you come back. Right. That's big wonders about our environment. Okay. Now, what's kind of your favorite part of working like for this business? Yes, the craziness and the chaos, of course, ensues, but 
what would you say, and outside of the communication, because I think we've covered that, but what do you really like working for a small business that's seeing substantial growth and doing really well from, you know, the day you started to now? I would say, one, seeing the growth. I think you kind of mentioned that in your question a little bit, but I love to watch the growth. I love to just kind of take a look back and see what we were doing when I started two, almost two years ago now. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, and this is kind of, I don't know if even I should say this, but we've raised our prices yeah. in two years. Mm-hmm. And it is prideful to see that because it's like your work is so valuable. You just can't afford to charge us prices anymore. Right. We've grown so much. We have such demand. They had to go up. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to see that because maybe if, you know, we weren't really kind of getting anywhere since I first started. Right. I may, you know, it may look a little different. Mm-hmm. So that's been so exciting to see. Um, I think my other part is just being with you guys and how well we get oh. along and how much fun we have together. And do it even just yesterday, we met in person. Mm-hmm. We went to Bamboo, which any work from home, any small businesses need a workspace. Bamboo is amazing. Great. Loved it there. We had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention we had a lot of fun. We got work done. Got a lot of shit done. Yeah. yeah. We did get a lot done, but we also had a lot of fun. And that just so is my favorite part about working with you guys and working with a business like this is we're able to enjoy each other yeah. and still accomplish our goals too. Mm-hmm. And do what needs to be done for the business. Mm-hmm. Oh, she likes us. She loves us. We had so much fun. Okay, Allison, what's your favorite part? I mean, I agree. I I love working with you guys. It's so nice to, you know, in our past jobs, I'm sure there have been like, oh man, I don't want to go in and see Karen today because she always <laughs> gives me an attitude. It's always Karen. Freaking Karen. All those Karens, you know? <laughs> um, I never have that issue with you guys. And it's, it's refreshing because when I hear my friends say it in their jobs, even in their jobs with smaller companies i'm like Mm-mm, can't be me couldn't be me you do you. i'm gonna do me it's just nice to have that and more than that i love seeing when our clients get new jobs and like their success from what we've done yes and what makes my heart so warm and tender is when people say oh this is such a great resume stuff i wouldn't even have thought of myself i love to see that And I think what's nice, too, is along with the growth of our company, I've seen growth of like myself personally, Mm -hmm. professionally, same with you guys, I'm sure. It's just such a welcomed change, as I said earlier. It's just stuff that's going to help me not just in my professional life, but just in my day to day life to be better, you know. So I've definitely changed over the past few years um, going into different jobs. And this is obviously a lot different. And we love small businesses. (laughs) Me too. Shameless plug over there. All business loves. I want to talk about this because you both, and I've suffered through this too, work PTSD. Nobody thinks it's a real thing, but it's a real freaking thing. Mm -hmm. So for those of you listening, like what work PTSD, it's PTSD from a horrible job. As I've said it probably on eight of the podcasts so far, like I was fired from my job. Everyone knows that story. You both are probably rolling your eyes like, yes, we know. We've heard it 5,000 times. (laughs) Same way, but. I was devastated from getting fired and it took a while because I was like, I worked every night and day and every weekend and everything. I put my blood, sweat and tears into a company and I was scarred. I worked for a horrible boss, as we've mentioned multiple times, but that PTSD piece, like I kind of, 
I guess I'll say healed from it, like six months, I would say it took me. And especially, I mean, like when you guys would say like, oh, sorry, I'm doing this or oh, sorry, I'm this or like, and even Destiny, of course, yours was healed a lot faster because you've been with me longer. But Destiny would message me and say like, I'm so sorry, can I take this day off? Or can I do this? And now it's like, hey, you know, Max, her husband, which he travels a ton for his badass job. You know, he's not going to be around. I'm going to work late. Is that okay? Yes, of course. Like that is what flex time is for. And I wanted to hear from both of you, like, and Allison, you're definitely more healed in the last few months and we're instilling that confidence back in you because Destiny and I kind of had to yell at her and say, like, you are phenomenal at your job. Like, stop saying you're not because you are. Yes. But I did yell at her and that's when we had to say that. But Destiny, since you worked for us first, what was that kind of like? Or because I called it out to both of you. I'm like, individually, I said, I'm like, you have some PTSD. I am not going to be this person. Like, I promised you that this is what it's going to be. So Jesse, what was that kind of like going through with you? Or what was kind of like the light bulb moment when that happened? You know, this is so the flip side and where I think a lot of, I would say millennials are just people that are anxious about the unlimited PTO. It would come from something like this, how I felt. For sure. Yeah. At first, I was also very apprehensive. I'm like, what is this? What does a limited PTO mean? Right. I don't know. This, this, she doesn't really mean it, does she? So it took me a long time when I first started to even ask for a day off, to even ask for time off. I was so anxious about it. I was like, I should ask her in this time and in this way. And Maybe, you know, also offer that I'll do this also on top of asking for PTO, extra work just to make it be okay. And so she'll forgive me for asking for time off. For your entitled PTO. (laughs) Exactly. Because that's what I was used to. I was so used to being made to feel like shit if I asked for a time off, even if it was over something important. I'll never forget when my grandma died. Mm -hmm. My grandma, she was passing away. She was old, was old age. Right. So it took, you know, it took a few days and I needed the time. I wanted to be with my family. I wanted to be with my mom. I was very close with my grandma. Right. I'll never forget that phone call I had with my manager. It was very much like, well, when do you think you'll be in? Mm. But like, I know that she's dying and she's going to die soon. But like, when do you think you're going to come in? How long do you think it's going to take? Right. We don't know. We don't know when she's going to die. Like, I don't know how else to say that to you. And that just, oh, yeah, I'll never forget that. So that traumatized me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I learned really quick working with Angela. This is not the case. It is. N- it, again, it took me a long time to get to know you and get used to it. But Angela is very much like, yeah, you need the time. Go ahead. You got your work finished. Do what you have to do oh my gosh, your grandma passed away? Like if it was you, yeah, there'd be no question. Right. There would be no harassment. There would be, it would just be done and it's accepted. So that took adjustment to get used to a decent empathetic boss, but um, Mm -hmm. it's huge. Yeah. (laughs) Real quick story, because I had the same thing, like my cousin died at 30 years old and it was devastating because it was like some freak thing, like some disease, like it was just a freak thing that happened like still traumatizing you know four or five whatever it's got five years now later and as I'm getting around 30 like it's even more traumatizing but that was the same way like they did a celebration of life on a Thursday I remember that and I had one day of PTO that I used and so, like more people in the office were nicer like friends we all worked in a pit but 
my boss was like, like it was nothing. And I went in Friday, like it wasn't like, oh, don't worry about it. And Fridays were slower for us. And it was the same. I still think about that. Like when I see his prayer card and everything, and I just like think of that time. And I was, I mean, especially like you too, like devastated over that for months. And I will never forget that. Like that was the final, like, I hate your guts. Yeah. And I'm never going to respect you as a boss. Yeah. I mean, yes, respectful, but like you just lost so many points with me. Like, right. I will never confide in you. I mean, and I'm going to go on a tangent here, but like even people like, especially like women, like have miscarriages. I mean, especially if you're trying to start a family, if things are happening and if your boss is just not going to give you that time or be or put yourself in your employee's freaking shoes. That's all it is. It's not that hard. And the work that's done that you're missing out on, it's not the end of the world. Right. It's really not that much of an emergency where like you can afford to lose your employee for a death in the family for a couple of days. It's going to be okay. Well, and it's just the fact that there's three of us now going to be four soon, but we can take each other's work off the plate. Mm-hmm. Like it's, we've extended deadlines. We've messaged clients before when I forget the situation, when we were just crazy busy or whatever emergency happened, like most people are understanding. But especially now I'm looking back at working for a bigger company, it's like, you are such assholes of your yes. like, oh, you have to stay for me and you have to do this. It's like, really don't. Like you have 50 other people in the office that could do my job. Right. You don't need me. Right. One thing I tell people too is I'm like, your employer will have you replaced before your funeral if something were to happen to you. Right. And people don't realize that. It's like, turn off the freaking computer. Like, don't download email on your phone. Like, yeah, take time for yourself. But okay, now your work PTSD, Allison. You got good ones too. So I do have a few good ones, but the one that like sticks out in my mind is probably the craziest job I've ever had uh, at the nonprofit when I was like a team manager. And it was at a point where people were quitting left and right because we went through a change. Like I went into that position. People did not like that I was getting into that position because I came from another department and I never had any experience in it. Mm -hmm. And that's completely fine. And looking back now, like I get it. I'd be like, what the hell is she doing here? Right. (laughs) And it was such a crazy change. I learned essentially everything on my own. And there was one day, God, I it like sticks out. It's like so trying, even talking about it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Right. We had like a really long hallway that led outside and I had gone outside to take a call from someone I was dating that who lived in Kalamazoo. So he's what, like two, two and a half hours, three hours from me at the time. Right. And he was like, are you so excited to see me today? I was like, yeah, like I can't wait to get off work today. So that was at three o'clock. And at 3.30, one of my employees called and quit. And she was working the whole weekend. And I literally sat in the hallway and I sobbed. I sobbed. And the best hire I ever made at that job, he was such an angel. I still keep in contact with him. He's amazing. So he came up to me and he was like, Allison, what do you need? Like, I got you. He's like, I can help you out. And People like that, that are willing to, people who are not bosses, by the way, people who are not in leadership positions and should be, are the people who are trying to help you and take stuff off your plate yeah. to help you right. just have a sense of, I guess, like mental wellness. Right. Because the management doesn't care. Right. And there would be times where I would go to management and say, hey, I got so-and-so to cover my shift on Saturday. So I'm going to drive 
you know, whenever up to Grand Rapids this weekend, they're like, um, okay, if somebody needs you, are you going to be around? I go, no, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids. Oh my God. <laughs> Grand Rapids. I said that. You don't need me. I know you literally do not need oh. me. Don't need me that bad. Right. And there have been, you know, you guys know my weird, um, history of winning things on the radio. So I won a trip to Florida right before COVID. I won a trip to Florida and I never took it because it was only me and my boss in the department. And one of the people was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. I go, oh, my free trip. Right. He was like, well, if you can figure it out, I go, okay. And we never figured it out because they didn't care to figure it out because it, they just don't care about you. You know, mm -hmm. they don't. I completely understand that profit is important and bottom line and blah, blah, blah. But like, you're not going to build something without having trust there. And like you said, Destiny, or Angela, maybe it was, like, we take work off of each other's plate. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think the problem with people right now in a lot of different companies are like, oh, I'm the only person who could do that job. And like, sure, you're creating job security for yourself, girlfriend. It's true. <laughs> but you're also not helping yourself. Right. You know? No. And if they appreciate you, they're not just going to let you go for no reason. So you just need to find a good culture to work in to be able to, I guess, feel not just fulfilled in your job, but like you actually want to work. Right. When you get up and you don't want to quit every day and cry on your way home and cry in the hallway and cry outside and have that poor worker who's making, you know, $8 an hour come over and offer to take all of your shifts, even though he's going to be over hours. Like how shit is that? Right. <laughs> but God, what an angel. Right. I need to text him after this and tell him that I love him. No. <laughs> Tell them to listen to the podcast we hear, but we'll finish up here because gosh, that was, it's a long one, but it had a lot of great stuff to say. But even if you're miserable at your jobs, and I swear I did not give them a stipend <laughs> to say how great, wonderful it is to work for me, but there are people out there, like there are business owners that are like me that do value their employees. And I do prioritize both of your mental health. Like Allison, I have told you to go take a walk before and go take the afternoon off. Like yeah. <laughs> Destiny, I've told you the same thing. Like go get yourself a coffee or just like do what you need to do. But I'm so sick of here. I mean, I think we all are. I'm so sick of hearing like, well, my PTO gets approved, so I'm going to stay. Or, well, I'm the only one in the department. I mean, think about if your work, best friends, husbands, wives, whatever you want to call them, leave, would you still stay for the company? The answer is no, every single time. Mm -hmm. So this market's great. There's a lot of career transitions you can make and right. reach out to us to do it. But I love you both. I'm so blessed that you have both come into my life in the weirdest of ways, but... It's been fun. And I'm excited to see, you know, a year from now when we do this again, where, uh, where we're at at that point. I agree. It's so great. Thanks for having us. Of course. And anyone listening, if you have any other questions, as you know, we do offer free consultations. I will put Destiny and Allison's LinkedIn's in the bio of this episode and tune in again next week. Thank you. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, The Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at The Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.